0: want to let you guys know that I will be performing March 7th at the Castle Theater in Maui, Hawaii, or Kahului. Kahului. Um, those tickets will go on sale Tuesday, February 11th at 10 a.m. Uh, Hawaiian time. So, aloha, mahalo, gangalo. Um, I'm really excited about that. I need a vacation. Today's guest is really the Patrick Mahomes of Creativity. Uh, He's a professor at the University of Connecticut. Um, He's written countless books, including Creativity 101. It is Professor James Kaufman.
1: I've also learned when somebody has like a sharp object in you, be nice. Yeah. <laughs> God, I remember I was getting like some back stuff done and guys like a needle this big and he starts deciding to talk politics and it's like, I'm nodding and smiling at everything he says. I don't care what he said, you know? I agree like, I The agree needle's with all the way in my, with. yeah. Right now, whatever, you could be saying anything you want and as long as you have like a blade this big. I'm on your side.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dr. James Kaufman, who wrote the... Uh, who really is one of the... I mean, you're kind of like a little bit of the Sacagawea of creativity, kind of the white male Sacagawea in a way.
1: I've never been called that. I, I, I
0: You're like Louis Clark. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Some might say Forrest Gump. Okay, but, I'll do that. But I, I, I've, Gump is I've been very lucky. I, I've gotten to ask a whole lot of interesting questions and... It's a field that's just starting to kind of take off. And it sounds kind of silly, the idea of studying creativity. Yeah. But some of this stuff's really intuitive and some of it not necessarily what you think.
0: When you say it's a field that's just starting to take off, like because recently I was, I was actually talking to my niece and I said imagination, right? Mm-hmm. And she goes, what is it? Is it, a, is it on your phone? And she thought it was an app. And, I, and it shook me to my core i was like oh man it made me think like oh creativity is is dying you know that it's not that it's not like a a new that there's nothing really new there it's not like a you know like a seeded forest as much as maybe i, I used to think it was
1: or is it that we're just being creative in different ways because on one hand yeah probably if you gave your niece like did you ever play like the with those old like refrigerator boxes or like just. Oh, yeah. Just a huge...
0: Make a battleship crazy. or yeah, something. Make a, make a Noah's Ark. Amistad or something.
1: Like, on one hand, yeah. Probably if you gave her, hey, here's this huge cardboard box. Do what you want. So what? Why are you giving this to me? But she might also be able to, I mean, make a video. Do any of this stuff using the phone. Right. I mean, to me, it's all that you use to consumer create. And there's nothing wrong with consuming. I mean, I love watching stuff and listening to stuff. But if you're also using it to create, I feel like the forest isn't quite dead yet. Mm.
0: Yeah, I worry sometimes that, I mean, especially with the phone, I mean, even with, you know, mine is an example of just the alarm going off that like there's so many interruptions these days, specifically with my phone to how much it interrupts my thought processes you know and even my sleep it interrupts every process it seems like there's a there's a call there's an email there's a i mean it definitely seems like these days there's a lot more interruptions whereas creativity needs more of like a bed to kind of like you know creativity it seems like you need some time you got to get tangled up in the sheets you know oh yeah I mean, it's what we sometimes call flow
1: that moment when you are creating and you're engaged, and it's like you forget where you are, and that's when like five hours pass, and you're like, I haven't eaten for the entire day, and of course, if the phone buzzes, that takes you out of it. It's why when I'm a- trying to actively write and do something where I'm actually using like full brain, turn off phone, sometimes even disable Wi-Fi, um, and I can't get away with it for too long. I mean. Right. We live in a world where we get 400 emails a minute, and I got two
0: kids. and Oh, yeah. We have a question actually that came in right uh, here. We'll yeah. put this question in.
2: Hi, Theo. Hi, James. My name is Max, and uh, I was wondering if Dr. Kaufman could maybe go into a little bit of detail about what a flow state is and maybe ways to achieve them because I've heard a lot about them, but sometimes I just have a little bit of trouble achieving that flow state. So if you could
3: expand, that would be great, thank you.
0: A lot of flow state junkies out there, you know, people want that
3: flow state.
0: It's an intoxicating feeling. People who,
1: I mean, you can get it other ways than just creating, and a lot of people who are into like mountain climbing or running, the runner is high, it's it's not horribly different.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: The best way to enter flow is to do Something creative that's a little bit challenging. If it's too hard, you're just going to go, screw it. I I can't do this. And if it's something that's routine or too easy, it's going to be simple. Like if you're playing the piano Mm -hmm. and you kind of play, you know, and if you're just, if you're doing chopsticks, you're not,
0: you're not invested.
1: But then if I say, okay, Theo, here's this like Rachmaninoff symphony or something, play it. You're not gonna know what to do. You're not gonna enter flow. mean, you might be able to get a melody, but it's not gonna connect with you. It's always that slight challenge, and as you get better and you kinda keep matching it, you gotta up the challenge. It's, it has to be something that you care about, that you're passionate about. I mean, it's just one of the first things that I tell my students is, what are you interested in? Like, forgetting about the word creativity. The word creativity freaks people out. I mean, I, I teach a class, several classes on creativity mm-hmm. and one of the things i do is i have them do this big creative project and that's it in terms of the rules and you got some students they're just thrilled they're running with it and like by the third day they're oh man i could do this and this and there are other students who are terrified like if the assignment was cut off your little finger they would have gone that option
0: wow because that's more definite that's more obvious yeah but be creative it can mean anything
1: and people sometimes think, well, I'm not creative. And then they just shut it off. And yet you start talking. And okay, well, what, what are you interested in? What do you like doing? And then you work on that. You play from that. Okay. And you just keep going in that passion, in that what are you interested in. It doesn't mean you're going to be necessarily good at it, but creativity isn't just about the outcome it isn't just about reaching a
0: certain level of, of creativity. I mean, that's always great. But, but you, it's not always about creating something.
1: Certainly, when you first start off, it can just be in your head. It can be an idea as long as it has some type of meaning to you. Yeah. Like if it's just a random thought. Yeah, okay, no. But let's say, I mean, okay actually, if if I could ask you like how do you get um like like for your last comedy special like how how are you writing it? how what was your process? Um,
0: yeah, the process is you know, I take things from life that I thought were funny or things mm-hmm. that made me laugh, and then you know, I started to expound on them on stage, then I would write them down into word documents and sometimes go back and read through the document when I was feeling pretty good and like add in some stuff that I thought was funny or add in things I wanted to try, and then I would go back on stage, do it again, and just kind of keep kind of swimming in that circle until I felt like it was just kind of done. At a certain point, my brain, I choose not to work on things anymore because it's just like to me they're done. There's nothing else. There could be a lot more to do if I were somebody else, but for me it's like this is as far as this bit or this area or this story or world is going to go. Uh, So I think that was kind of the process. Um, I think, is that a process?
1: Yeah, yeah. And and one way of thinking about it is that all the initial stuff, the things that you're remembering happening that were funny, even the stuff before you're remembering it when it's happening, where maybe it's something funny you said or you saw, or you're thinking, well, if that had happened, it would have been funny, and then you're remembering it three days later. Some of that stuff is going to stay in your mind and you're going to develop it, and you'll try it out. Other stuff will be there, and you'll think about it, and you'll consider it, and there's, eh, not funny enough. Not enough I can do with that.
0: Yeah, it's not enough for me. Sometimes it's yeah. like it's not creative enough for me, I feel like. Like somebody else, oh, it might be good for them, but this doesn't fit maybe exactly my tastes, you know, for what I find to be funny.
1: Like when you were first starting out, you probably, I mean, if you were like me or anybody, like, your hit ratio wasn't as good. Yeah, You know, so you just, okay, well I, I bet that could be funny, and maybe you're trying it out, and you learn, okay, this works, this doesn't, or this could really work. That process, like from like what's up here in your head to what you're actually saying when you share it with another person, that that's kind of like this personal creativity idea. And that's something that I mean, everybody else can theoretically think it sucks. It's, Hopefully you get better and you can connect with other people because that's so much of what creativity is about, where when you're on stage and there's an audience and, and it's almost this interactive and you're reading it, then it gets to be what we might call everyday creativity, but at your point, much higher. Expert-level creativity, professional.
0: Refined, for sure. I think Refined, that I like that because you've done it so many times and you kind of are familiar with a little bit of the dance, you know, yeah. Once you get out there with the audience, you know, yeah, it's funny. You can almost, it's almost like playing an instrument after a while, you know, it's like, okay, these are the notes that I know, and this is the reaction and it's going to become sort of this circle.
1: And it frees you up to try more things. Cause like, you know, okay, this is the stuff that I'll, I'll set the table with, you know, while I'm working on it. Mm. And that, Some of you can almost go on autopilot while your brain's still going ahead, able to work in something, work in an audience reaction. Um,
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's like you're almost like on – like in Tesla, whenever you can just be cruising, you know, and sometimes you can just touch the wheel every now and then, you know. Like you can – yeah, it's like you're driving, but every now and then you you can – it's almost like you can go off course without even – but you're staying on course a little bit, you know, at the same time. Once you get the kind of the cruise control of the – of the of your set, you know. Is it hard to be creative like cuz <clears throat> I'm thinking like sometimes on stage I find easier opportunities to be creative. I don't know if it's because of the fe- the how my day is going, how I'm feeling, my comfort level, fear even. Mm-hmm. Is it harder to be creative from a place of fear?
1: It's a good question. So if you look at okay, what type of emotion does your creativity come from? A lot depends on the type of creativity so let's say that you're feeling good. You're more likely to get the initial boost. So the first minute or two, you're gonna come up with more ideas. But you're gonna be okay with it a little earlier. So it, it, whether it's on stage in the moment or whether you're still kind of brainstorming, if you're feeling happy or, you're ex- or just excited or just you're in a good mood, it'll be good at first, but then it'll be like, okay, that was good. If you're upset, whether it's sadness, could be anger, fear, it'll take you longer to kick in, Mm. but you won't get satisfied as easily, and you're going to keep plugging away, and so much is going to depend on what your goal is. Like, if you're aiming to get a routine that is just as good as it can get, and you're still exploring it, and it's worth, okay, I'm going to take eight minutes doing this a bit and some of it's gonna be a little bit slow and maybe there'll be a moment when I'm worried about losing the audience, but I'm gonna get something that I can really work with and it'll be better and connect better. Then fear or anger or just kind of just being bummed, that's okay. If you're, okay, I got a five minute set, I just gotta go out, boom, done. Happier is probably better. Mm.
0: Right. I see. So if it's long term, a fear and anger can almost drive you harder to get, to stay resilient, to find a place, to find more opportunity for creativity.
1: Although longer term, it's a question mark. In that one of the things that creativity is so good at is it helps us cope with these type of negative emotions.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I notice that sometimes I'll be in a bad mood and my brain will think up something that's kind of funny for me and then I will feel better. You know, it's almost like it's like a gift or something that my brain gave me like to help out, you know. It
1: really is. And people, like we had this image or stereotype of oh, creative people are are crazy or you know, this image of the the mad genius or whatever. I mean, and whether or not that's true, and then that's something that like scientists enjoy arguing about. We can use our creativity to, if we are feeling depressed, anxious, Creativity can distract us, which can be amazing. Creativity can help us kind of organize our thoughts. There's this idea called cognitive load, which is kind of a weird term, Mm -hmm. but it's just how much crap is upstairs in your head. Oh, God. And you never—you always have those kind of like, this monologue and this recurring thought and all this stuff.
0: Yeah, it's like having browsers open on a computer kind of. Yeah.
1: If you got too much open, I mean, just like a computer, your brain is be like, okay, I'm still working on this. I'm still working on this. I'm still worried about this. What creativity can do is that it can connect a lot of this stuff into a narrative, into a story. It's why people who journal or, or blog, they're actually better off physically and mentally.
0: Because mm, they get a lot of it out? Yeah. It doesn't
1: necessarily mean you want to be like
0: exposing your heart and these are my worst fears because you know, like shakespearean type of like that vibe yeah
1: because then you also run the risk of you're almost like ruminating and overthinking and then you end up kind of getting sucked into this it's kind of like af- after a, a breakup a really bad breakup you you want to allow yourself time to just be able to just curse and oh yeah get rid of it but if it's six months later and you're still this was her cell phone number and all that and you yeah standing that,
0: on her porch petting a cat that's what i did once
1: <laughs> six months it. later
0: Whew, I don't mm. even know how long later <laughs> Man, I, I, I don't even want to think about it I should have said, I shouldn't have brought it up but yeah it's uh yeah th- at that point you're not yeah you're just ruminating on it it's gonna be hard for yeah. anything new to is it hard for new st- like is there a best time for to create like for new things to come out of us you know is there a best time I mean say if we're using the definition of that creativity is something like a new a new mm-hmm. thought idea like our our most whimsical sort of way of, well, I don't know what's the best definition. Do you think of I mean, there's a lot of definitions. It seems like
1: the two things that we agree on pretty well. One is exactly that. It has to be something new. The other one is it has to be task appropriate. That doesn't mean socially appropriate that, that, you know, that does not mean inoffensive or anything, but it's that if you want to make a creative meal, mm-hmm then great. You can switch out ingredients, whatever, but it has to be something that you can eat. If you decide I'm going to make lasagna, but what would happen if I used shattered glass instead of cheese? That's new. That's really
0: new. Not creative. Yeah. It's not fair to somebody.
1: Yeah. And like you wouldn't even say, Oh, that's a lasagna. That's just,
0: yeah, that's glass. That's, yeah. Yeah. Nice try. I mean, I, if it were art that we're doing, but if we have to eat, then you can't, that's not very creative.
1: What's neat about comedy is that, what's the task? I mean, it's make somebody laugh.
0: Right. Make somebody laugh, make somebody think, make somebody yeah. feel. I think it's expanding a little more these days into also like make somebody feel almost sometimes. I think yeah. some of our comedians have become a, also, I feel like you'll get more people, like you, you also get applause breaks for people being able to, to make, pe- make people feel. I think it's always been think and laugh. But I, some, I think there's a little bit of feeling in there these days as well. Um, yeah, I find when I look back on my own life, because the only percep- perception I have fully is my own, and so when I look back, I, I, I find I use creativity a lot of times as, not uh, like a defense mechanism, but like mm-hmm. as a way... Like, we didn't have a lot growing up, so I was like, oh, well, I need to always be able to think or do something or say something that someone else isn't going to do. It was like almost like a currency, in a way. It was like, if I can have creativity, that can be a currency. Because, like, does that make any sense? Oh, completely. If you look at
1: so much of this stuff that we value as an education system, as we're hiring people, you know, we look at test scores and grades and all this stuff. Socioeconomic status plays a role in that. Because if you don't have access to books or a computer, I mean, it's harder. It's not true of creativity. Anybody can be creative. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor.
0: Does it help if you're poor, though? I feel like if you have everything, then you don't need to make anything up.
1: It's one of those questions if you're asking me as like the scientist, then I'd have to go, well, we haven't studied that enough. If you're asking me as a human being, yeah, yeah, I think it helps. I think that so much of creativity comes out of necessity. I mean, if you always are cooked dinner and you never have to cook, you're not going to figure out creative ways to cook or creative ways to, okay, I got to make $8 last for the next two days for
0: dinner. Yeah. Or to use ingredients too. I remember making my mom stuff sometimes. We didn't have something. I would use something else. You know, we don't have flour. I'll use this. I'll use Epsom salts, you know. It's yeah. like change it up. Just as a kid, you're thinking, oh, whatever looks the same. So then, yeah, yeah. you might get a butt whooping, you know. You might get beaten down. But uh, but at least you start to create this world in your head okay. where you're like, oh, this could be this, you know. A butterfly could be like, a you know, a color hawk or something. Here's some yeah. guy right here who's got an issue.
3: Yeah. What's up, Dr. James? It's your cousin, Nate, from New Orleans. Out here bouncing bums and smoking cigarettes in North Hollywood. My question's for both of y'all. Y'all think there's a correlation between creativity and comfort? Like, the more uncomfortable you are, the more creative you gotta be to find that comfort? I know Theo and Mark Norman talked about it a little last week on the podcast, and I'd like to get y'all opinion on that. Thanks, bro. Who
0: that? And gang gang. Gang, Nate. Dang. Yeah, guys, oh, I out like I, I hope he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so yeah, is there is there a correlation between creativity and comfort?
1: Certainly, if we look at okay, how people think creatively, mm-hmm. there's a couple of different aspects of it. One of the real big ones is idea generation, getting your ideas. Mm-hmm. I think if you're too comfortable, you're not going to be getting a lot of ideas. It's the same way that, like, if you look at okay, well. What? How can you be more creative? If you are paralyzed by anxiety, that's not good. But if a little bit of anxiety, a little bit of that, just slight discomfort. I mean, it makes you think of more ideas. It makes you think of more solutions. You can't find something to solve if you have ev- if everything in your life is perfect. You know? Yeah. And I think that there are other parts. So, like, if you're trying to, if you're doing revision. If you're testing out material, not in front of a live audience, but like for a friendly audience, then Mm -hmm. there are times when, okay, I want, you know, you may want to just be comfortable and I want to sound the best. Or if you're filming something, but for the raw generation, for the brainstorm, you kind of want that little bit of grittiness, that, that that discomfort, that.
0: Yeah. It almost seems like the, like creativity would come from a place like that. Like if I had to, you know, if I was in a cave or something like create. Like creativity would be kept in like kind of a magic place. It seems like.
1: I mean, we need a reason to do stuff, and it's a perfectly good reason to entertain, but it's also to solve a problem, to figure it out. To you want something you can't get? Is going back to the uh, to the stuff we were talking about. Well, if you know, if you're growing up poor and without resources. You got to be creative.
0: Yeah, you got to be creative. I was thinking yesterday like I was think I was talking to a friend and thinking about like living in a city it like it limits like even like the tall buildings and everything and um and you know and being in more of traffic and it limits like even just what my view is constantly. Like I can't even see that far and I can't even you know I like the things I do see it's a lot more cars and buildings than growing up in a more of a rural area where you could see like an open field where it's like, oh, I could put something in that field. Like your brain has time to like, you know, there just seems like there's more of a canvas for your, play, for your brain to play with growing up in areas where there's more space sometimes, physical space. Um, but then I guess that's not necessarily true because you could be a great artist that comes out of New York City.
1: And it's one of those, there's always good things and bad things. Right. Like in LA, you're surrounded by a network of people. Like if you want to make it an entertainment, you're gonna be in LA, maybe New York, there's a couple of places and you all these resources. Yeah, All the idea of we co-create so often and you need to, yes we have technology and you can Skype and Zoom, but just being in the room and talking. And if you're in Montana, it's harder to be in the room. Yet you're also right in that nature can inspire. Beauty inspires us. And just having more of a campus, having more of something to fill up. And if you can get that type of network, even not at a professional level, but if you are wherever you are and you have the people you can, whether it's write with or try business with or joke around with, as long as you have that connection with people, It should be okay.
0: Do you feel as, like, we move away, I was thinking, like, do you feel like as we move away from, even, like, for children, like, we move away from, like, writing with our hands and into, you know, pressing buttons on the computer to write. Do you feel like that, like, we might be going through, like, a real, I wonder what the effect that has on our creative psyche or the creative, like, template that we've grown up with you know like to write or to use our hands to to create more use more clay whereas now we use more um you might be able to do something 3d design or digital design
1: i definitely think we're losing something i think we're gaining stuff because i think technology can do amazing stuff but i also think there's something about being creative with your hands you know whether it's i mean Legos, you know, or yeah. clay, or just making a styrofoam cup for God's sakes—just anything that you can do stuff with. You know, paper clips, um, that has less of an intuitive appeal. I mean, now there's an app that you can undoubtedly link paper clips together, and it, it doesn't make it bad. It's just different.
0: Yeah, it's just different. And I wonder what that effect is on us. Like, is does it affect the fact that if I'm not using my like my motor skills attached, does it start to weaken like a part of me where one day my, you know, my create, whatever the core of my creativity is inside of me will just be like an appendix or something in your body that you don't need, you know? It just makes me wonder sometimes. Um, I can see certain
1: parts of it. It's the same, like with Google there's, and other search engines, there's certain parts of our critical thinking and certain parts of our long-term memory that are kind of getting worse. Is that bad? is not good we need to improve for example how to learn how to figure out what sources are good right so if we're you know trying to figure out you know who is the 17th president of the United States and we type it in okay boom we don't have to remember that anymore right but we also got to figure out okay well is this a good source for that if it's just who's president but let's say it's you know even what's a good Mexican restaurant around here right well was this something like that, was, and yeah. and was this being placed by the company that owns it? And we have to build up different skills. Sometimes we are, sometimes we're not. I mean, with social media, all this technology stuff, all of a sudden, we can reach people in a way we were never able to do. I mean, if you were a stand-up comedian in the '40s and '50s, then yeah, you know, you'd be going from club to club. But if you weren't working with one of the five or six big clubs, which meant networking connection, right. if you didn't impress the one or two or three studio executives who would put you in a film, or um, they didn't have that many records, but have you cut a record, you were probably on the outside looking in. Nowadays you can work and you can connect with people, and you can communicate directly to an audience and i think that can be great i think it can also be a little scary
0: yeah so the ability to connect creatively the ability, the ability to share creativity and get it out there is really at a it's at an unprecedented space it's like kind of at an unprecedented level like even soundcloud for example like like soundcloud is now a place where you know where you know rappers and not even good rappers can interact with each other constantly but it's it's like a place where everybody can be a musician but does that mean that I wonder? Are we really creating better musicians, or do we just have that everybody is a musician now? You know, even if it's bad, like is it just you know, like sometimes we you create a stable, and just because everybody can now have a horse doesn't mean that any of these horses, you know, it just means everybody has a horse. You still They're might not only gonna have, win a race. Yeah, everybody's not ready to race really.
1: To me, the big danger is is getting on stage too early because then you're going to get feedback. And sometimes that's great, but it's a question of, can you handle having a thousand people say you suck? Right. Because some people are going to go, okay, I'm not a good rapper, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not funny, and just give up. Other people are going to go, screw you, I'm going to make you laugh, I'm going to make you like this song. If you're an adult, that's one thing, but if you're 12, yeah, how many 12-year-olds have the resiliency to, you know, you suck, you suck, or any of that stuff
0: yeah it's pretty wild because it used to be like if you you shared a talent it was a couple people at your school you know who saw it and you saw their faces and the teacher made them apologize to you if they said made fun of you and it was pretty much it was a world that you could still kind of manage a little bit you could say to your mom you know oh tommy didn't like what i did you know and his mom you know and his mom could call your mom or whatever but now you walk out and you put it out there and you know, you know, Larry, you know, Larry Applebaum 7000 hits you up and he's like, You're going to hell or something. You didn't even, and your music wasn't even about hell. And you're like, Jeepers, man. And it's always there. And it's always there, yeah.
1: I mean, you release a song or a routine when you're 14 and then you're 25 trying to do it and it's still there.
0: Yeah. Some guys like, Oh, hey, remember I wrote 10 years ago. I just wanted to remind you again that you suck. And you're like, Dang, bro.
1: I mean, I, I was publishing these little tiny zines, you know, like hand cranked out in people's garages somewhere, like comedy or stories or horror fiction back when I was in my teens. Thank God those are all long gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're like lining bird cages <laughs> and they're I mean, hopefully just in a compost heap somewhere. If if I was having somebody who hey look, you wrote this when you were fifteen, mean, oh God, I I would
0: Yeah probably never write again. <laughs> It's true, huh? It's interesting in the memory, the memory of the internet, what's available with like the vault that's there. Yeah. I wonder sometimes like, um, I do notice that it's, it is tougher to be creative. I feel like the more comfortable that, that you get, I feel like your brain just, not your brain, but I don't know. It's just, there's something more romantic or more like inspirational about having to achieve something. Um, even just in the past year in my own life, and having some more success, it's been for for one, I've been tired. But for two, I've been sometimes I'm like, man, am I? It really challenges, makes me wonder how how am I still going to manage my creativity and still make sure that I stay creative because that's the thing that I love the most about anything was like making a joke or making. Like a joke was always if it was if it was in the moment, you know, it was like oh that's something that's unprecedented, you know. It's just here and it's there and it's done and it's gone and we can never go back to that exact moment. Um, which is the one thing that I loved about com- that I love about comedy the most is just that it's just that split second that, that spark of when a joke happens uh, and you just can't replicate it.
1: Let me ask you a question. Why do you love comedy? What makes you love comedy? What, what makes you want to do another routine, movie, special?
0: Uh, oh, excuse me. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt the episode. I just have had a couple of chips. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. If you thought about therapy and you're not sure and you just kinda you're driving in circles around your house or something and you you keep calling the cops on people in your family or whatever, that can change. You can start communicating with a therapist in under twenty four hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There's a lot of range of expertise in BetterHelp's counselor network. I've used them myself. I was running late for something one day and I lost my mind and I had to pull over and I had to contact my BetterHelp therapist. Audra was her name. And she and I got at it on FaceTime right then and there. I was able to get some peace of mind. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log in your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. And so do I. Visit BetterHelp.com Theo. That's BetterHelp.com Theo. And join the over half a million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Special offer for this past weekend listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash Theo. If you need help, get help. And now back to the episode. I think surprise, the element of surprise, I think. The fact that people don't know what's going to happen and that you know. So I think there's probably some control maybe in there, something. Um, and just getting to make people feel good, just knowing that people are going to, like they don't know, but you're rea- they're really going to have fun.
1: Let's say that you have two gigs, your next Netflix special, and they're paying you three times as much, and small comedy club that you're getting barely enough to cover your gas money. Do you prepare differently for them? Yeah. How, if I may,
0: how? how? Yeah, prepare differently. Like, I mean, for the Netflix special, I'll probably really rehearse and go through things, see what I'm going to wear, you know, have a little bit more of a production, you know, mindset. Whereas the other one, I'll just make sure that I get there a few minutes before I have to go on stage.
1: Are you more likely to experiment with either one in what you say, what you you try out?
0: Yeah, probably more likely to experiment at the smaller venue club.
1: I mean, the way that both from the research but also kind of just as a human being, as long as you keep varying, you're gonna keep that passion. You're gonna keep the creative need because you're going to still have that discomfort. You're going to still have that feeling of okay. Because, mm. like, I mean, I know you just—I know you know—I know you just got signed, not just to the new Chris Pratt movie and all this stuff, and like that's a certain both level exposure, but less freedom. As long as you make sure, and I know you're going to, that you still have these places where you have that freedom. Mm. You do. You mean, and, and
0: you do both, obviously. Just keep it even. And as long as you
1: don't give this up, you're not gonna lose it.
0: Mm.
1: It's when people don't do this. And it's hard when this thing is paying so much money and this is the thing that everybody's watching and, and seeing and maybe you know, 50 people are seeing this, 500,000 are seeing this, it's tempting. Okay, I wanna do 95% of this. Yeah. As long as you don't give this up. because And that's the stuff that got you in the first place. That's where you're still gonna be, okay, I want to try something new. I, I want to surprise these people, right? In a way that I mean, you know.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. I, it's so it's, yeah, because it's almost yeah. I love that. I think uh, that's perfect. It's like so funny. It's because it's just some of the exact same stuff I need to hear right now. And here's yeah. another white guy with a question here. Or young Leo, hey, uh, what's
3: up, Nick? Oh, this is Nick from Long Beach, California. Um, I've got a question for the professor coming in today. So I'm a musician and I have been for most of my life Um, Music has always flowed out of me really easily I would stay up late until you know two three four in the morning just writing and composing but um, When I hit about 28 and I'm 30 now that kind of stopped real life started to get in the way and that creative flow drained out of me and i don't know where to find it again um i'm sure there's a some kind of chemical reason or cause for that but i just wanted to know if that's common and uh what i can do to fix or combat that gang gang
0: gang bro that's a great question that's a huh? great question it's a vulnerable question too thanks nick
1: and i mean it's something i can identify with i mean i always wanted to be a writer and i wrote plays and i kept doing that through grad school when you're not really supposed to
0: like a playwright
1: yeah i've been i've been lucky i mean i i had a lot of my short plays produced. places i mean wow. nothing anybody
0: would have heard of right but a playwright yeah it's like how do you even unless you're going to ancient rome or like you know stratford on avon where are you even gonna get a gig
1: and so i did but you know my day job which thankfully i ended up loving but once i got the full-time job i got married you know i got kids I stopped writing plays for about 14, 15 years. I've only recently tried to get back into it. I mean, a lot of it is at a certain point, your real life starts creeping in on you. You have to make a living. You have to fulfill certain obligations. You have people who depend on you all of a sudden. I mean, if it's just you and you're single, you have no kids, there's a certain freedom. I have two boys. I adore them, you know. But if I were to suddenly quit my job, that's not just me.
0: Right. Not just affecting you. Yeah, life comes in. It's 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 why I think so many times I attach creativity to the young, too. Like when you have that nest around you, too, when you have just, you're not thinking, how is there going to be food tonight? You're not thinking, where is the milk? How Who's putting gas? None of those things are a part of your wheelhouse. And then as you get out into the world more, you're like, okay, I have to survive. I have to take care of myself. You know, I may have to take care of others, dude. Once, even just saying those three things right there, that, there's no, yeah, there's no room for create. There's not a lot of room for. I mean, you might be able to cut your son's ego in a, a star, but outside but. <laughs> of that, you're not doing a lot of arts and crafts.
1: <laughs> and yet, here's the kicker: like, he knows more about music right now than he ever has in his life. Ah, uh, it takes knowledge and experience to really get to the next level. And I mean we have this society, this school system that doesn't really value creativity. Mm-mm. It values the test scores, the grades, do this, do that. I mean, I'm yeah. seeing this right now with my youngest, who is this bright, creative, a little I mean a little bit little bit of a pain in the ass, a little oh, bit yeah. a little bit of an a little bit of an imp.
0: I could have guessed, I don't even know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean and Sometimes the school isn't really thrilled, and you know we get these emails or phone calls, and it's just oh god. And I mean, heck, my impulse is to start going okay, let's just let's just tone it down, Asher. You know, let's just they say this, just just do it. By the time that you're out of school, by the time that you know you're in college or at a job, you know, it's not rewarded. It's not reinforced. People say they want creativity most don't they they want little creativity they want oh figure out a quicker or cheaper way of doing this right they don't want an idea that'll be well we actually now maybe we should really rethink how we're approaching all this stuff I mean, none of your teachers want to hear why they're wrong i mean i love it but
0: but a lot don't though no which would honestly welcome a lot of creativity because then you're creating a lot of conversation you know um yeah, definitely the more that we are set in our ways about things and the more that we leave things set around us uh, and set things harshly around us, which happens a lot these days, especially in a lot of businesses because yeah. there's so many lawsuits There's so many like um, yeah. you can't veer off the beaten path. You can't even be creative. Um, you can barely even speak, it's you know, without fear. So for there to be room for creativity, sheesh, that's the first thing out of the door a lot of times. I mean,
1: Biggest advice: Give yourself an hour a week. You know, mm. where okay, yes, you have all this crap you have to do, and you're tired, and and, you, and you're spending all this time on just surviving. Give yourself an hour a week. Turn everything off. And it's okay if you don't produce anything. It's okay. Like again, my my thing is writing, but when I have writer's block, which is a lot it's okay to just read something you wrote before and try to remember that mindset it's okay to just it helps tap. a lot oh god yes because you're reaching back to where you were being
0: creative
1: or just type words just i mean when i'm trying to write like more of my nonfiction stuff i'll write the title and my name mm-hmm. and then i'll do a page break and i'll put a placeholder for where like the introduction goes and all of a sudden I'm on on page five. And hey, I mean, I haven't written anything, but there's a feeling of, okay, I can do
0: this. I'm doing something, yeah. I'm in this, the table set. Dude, I remember, remember when you were young you would just write your name all the time? I mean, for like probably the whole time I was in school I was just kind of writing my name and Mm -hmm. drawing it differently and adding something, you know, or writing something, drawing a picture of a hat or something. You know, like you, you're, you always had a pen. You always had a you, uh, an immediate element with the pen and paper, and you had to have it out in class to look like you were doing something. Yep. So you were always, there was just a half, such a half second between yourself and actually creating something.
1: And whether it's drawing, whether it's writing, whether it's whatever. Whereas on a laptop, which I mean, most of my students have their have their laptops out or or their phones. I mean, you're much more inclined to be opening up. Instagram, Twitter, and there's nothing wrong with that, but you're more likely to be consuming. And if you have like 30% of your brain that you're focusing with, you're probably not gonna be doing something new and you'll be aware that, okay, well, if I'm moving my thumbs or looking down at my crotch, the professor's probably gonna figure out what's going on. Yeah. Whereas if you're just writing and taking notes and, but then you start writing something else or, or drawing, I mean, there's a certain immediacy. There's a certain...
0: You're creating, I mean, you're you're physically creating something that feels more tangible, I guess, maybe since it's right there as opposed to like a laptop or something.
1: And it's, it's, it's done. It's there. I mean, when I'm in my idea phase, I still want a pad of paper and a pen, you know, it, it, because if I want to all of a sudden start drawing things in relationship to each other, I can. Yeah. And I know you can do that on like Microsoft, whatever it screws up every time I try to do it. And then I start going into, okay, problem solving, how do I fix this? Right,
0: next thing you know, your whole hour is gone, you spend it, listed, yeah. Good and the idea is
1: gone, And right. And it's like, okay, and then you're upset. Yeah. I mean, how, how many times does it take for you to lose all, all your work when you, it crashes before you're like, yeah,
0: done. Yeah, so to go back to what that young man's question was, I mean, I think that was a good suggestion to go back into what you've done before because you were creative then. So I, I notice, like, I'll make a gratitude list about five days a week, right, in the morning because I've struggled with trying to have gratitude, making sure that I have some gratitude. I feel it, but I need to really practice it, and I, and I want to feel it more. And so some, some days um, I'm like, man, I, I don't want to do this. So what I'll do, I'll go back and just read things. Oh, I'm so thankful for this friend of mine. I'm thankful that, you know, I have legs. I'm thankful that I could see, you know, different colors. I'm thankful, you know, for sharks. I'm thankful for this or that, you know, plants or whatever, you know, different, you know, different ways that people, you know, people can walk backwards. I'm thankful for anything, you know, I'll just, and then next thing you know, my brain, it's like, I don't know. I'm just in a place now where I'm like, man, I, I am thankful for stuff. I am grateful for things look at all these things i wrote man it could be a hundred pages of stuff and and then my list is easier and then i even feel what i've already was talking about i wanted to feel gratitude i just i i i I, I am grateful instead of sitting there just pining like i don't know if i'm grateful today or not you know um yeah just going back to our work which was a a starting point before that we conquered
1: absolutely and you're always a little better than you think because when you first do it, you probably are not as good as you think. But then you work on it and then you're remembering what you used to do and you're probably being very critical. But then you go back and you know, maybe it was more raw, but you see who you, what you were thinking and it's a little freeing. Yeah. I mean, listening to the music that he, that he, that he did. Oh yeah. Five years ago, just, just listening to it. You know, I mean, listening to it in the car. And I mean, so part, I mean like part of me is a very hard time reading my own stuff or I mean seeing myself or watching myself. Um, but reminding yourself of, if you're not who you are creatively where you wanna be, remind yourself of when you were.
0: Yeah, and that person's in you, that person oh, is yeah. there. Oh yeah,
1: and that person's still listening and paying attention and thinking and has new melodies. And And it doesn't mean these are gonna be brilliant melodies you know i mean there are all these books you know how to be a creative genius you know i can't tell you that yeah because frankly most people aren't but who cares i mean
0: well, in some ways everybody's creative in some ways aren't they
1: oh absolutely it's the word genius that i hate oh yeah because yeah everybody wants to be a genius everybody wants to be the best with creativity i mean yes there are some people who of course who are creative geniuses but I love thinking, think about your audience. And that audience, it can be just you. It can be your friends. I mean, it can be the person you're doing something for. I mean, if you're working on something, you know, that you want to give to your girlfriend or your mom, you know I mean? Think of, hopefully not the same thing. Um,
0: Yeah. Sorry. Some areas, though. (laughs) We've got some select areas out there where some stuff's still legal, you know?
1: (laughs) And you think about, Who is it for? A, it kind of reinforces the motivation, but it also, okay, well, her favorite color is orange. I'm going to work that in her. Oh, she really likes chihuahuas. And it kind of guides the work. I mean, you can be your own audience after you do it. I mean, I'm just thinking about, you were talking about you have the ideas and you try them out and then you go back. I mean, when you're reading or um, speaking the ideas from a while ago, you may not even remember when you wrote it down. No, yeah. And it's almost like you're collaborating with yourself in a weird way.
0: Yeah, it is. It's funny. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that exactly. I just recently started doing it. Like, I was having trouble. So one day I went back and read, and it made me feel so much better. And I was like, oh, man, I, I'm, I'm writing down things that are great. I can do this. This isn't, and I have a lot in me. I'm like, oh, look at all these different things. And it made me, yeah, it just set the table so much differently inside of me because I showed up with this this pressure to create right now um you know so one of the things you were saying made me think about like this we're constantly creating now Mm -hmm. you know it's like we have to update we need an update on our facebook we need an update on our instagram we have to update we need new we need content you know um where it used to be you would have something and it would be like man that was your thing for a while you know we got a question that came in right here from a possibly young vietnamese fella who is he
3: It's your boy Zane from Denver. I just wanted to know what you guys thought about creative overload. Sometimes I feel like I want to create everything. Like I'm trying to start a podcast. I want to make music. I want to animate my texts and and do video editing. And I want to do everything. But sometimes I just feel like I got to pick and choose where my energy goes. And I just want to know, do you guys ever feel creatively overloaded? Where you just you just want to do all these different projects but can't, or do you guys just pick the things that you feel most passionate about? Let me know what you guys think. Thanks. It's Zane, signing off. Gang gang, gang gang. It's a great question, Zane. Zane, yeah, might be Russian.
0: Um, I you know that is a great question. Why don't you the doctor, man?
3: Yeah, I thought it was kind of similar to what you just like. Yeah, you know, know. just all those different. We used to focus on one thing. Now there's.
0: Yeah, and it feels that way too, doesn't it? And certainly, I mean. I feel creative overload.
1: I, um, I always have too many things that I want to do and too many other things I have to do. And the thing about what Zayn was talking about is that sometimes they were in different areas and, and it takes different things to be
0: creative in different areas. Oh, yeah. It takes some space between the two sometimes. Yeah. If I'm doing banking and then I gotta, you know, I'll close my Chase account and then I'm supposed to write a paragraph about something. I need a few minutes, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes different knowledge. It takes, I mean, you can't practice. This is mean, different practices, you know? When I was younger, I was like, okay, I'm gonna try to do everything. Now I'm older, you know? And one of the big, actually, one of the big things was about two years ago, I had a heart attack. No
0: way, man. And
1: I, I was a lot bigger. Um oh,
0: wow, huh?
1: Lost weight. I mean, still big, but you know, not
0: I don't I think you look right size. I mean, you know. look like you could do a safari, look like you could do a on a dinosaur. I would see you doing those things, James.
1: I'd probably be the first one eating, but thank
0: you. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> look, man, delectable. <laughs> you be that delectable choice, you know. And a little more tender, I think. <laughs> right on wow so did that adjust i mean what did that it, do to it you? it
1: changed it because i was I, re, I decided that there had to be a particular reason for me picking any project that i did i mean one big reason was the passion the love that you know this is something i, I love doing it's so like right now one of the books i'm doing i'm a big theater geek um and me and a composer who did Um, Zombie Prom and a lot of really fun musicals. Uh, Dana Rowe, we're finishing up this book on creativity in musical theater for young performers and just kind of conveying all this, how can you be creative and and it's just fun. We we Skype every Wednesday and it's one of the most fun I've had on a project. Wow. I do things to help folks. I mean, I love mentoring students. And so I'll do, I have graduate students, undergrads, and I'll do stuff that is closer to their interests that will help them advance in the field because that to me the just being able to give back even if it's a little bit is is huge and i mean third thing is more practically like okay some things pay money and money is a decent thing to have right but it's it's not letting any of that certainly not letting the money part overwhelm things mm. but it's not like you're to make that i mean you can't just follow your heart because...
0: Right, because you also have to survive. It does become a balance. You know, almost going back. Yeah, it's like, it does. yeah, you have to balance it. But like you're saying, that balance is what's going to also keep you in a space to be creative, to want to stay passionate. Um, yeah, that overload is such a big thing, man. It's like you got 19 things open going on. You just agreed to do something else because you want to do it. It sounds great. And it just... You can really get burnt out.
1: How do you make choices?
0: Um, I've gotten a little bit better about saying no about things. I mean, really, a lot of times, if I find if I'm overthinking something too much, then it's not something that I wanted to do. So, unfortunately, I'm re- extremely indecisive. It's something that I just, I really struggle with it. Uh, and it, it's, so hard, I don't make it's hard them very to well. say well.
1: No. It's hard to say no, though. You know? Yeah. We're so, we tend to be people pleasers. Yeah. I mean, you're in comedy. You want to make people laugh, you know, you know, and telling them, no, I can't do that. That, that.
0: Yeah, I want people to like me. I want to like myself, you know. So if I'm not trying to please them, I'm trying to please myself. And between that pack of wolves, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a constant yes. And there's so many options of things to do now. So that's another thing. It's like, say you make a to-do list of the things you have, like you said, things I have to do. And then when I'm done with those things that I would like to do. So you get your have-tos out of the way, your requirements. Then you're left with a list of things I'd like to do. But then today, there's 7,000 things trying to influence you. And there's so much other available content. It used to be you had to ride your bike to your buddy's house to even look at his diorama for 20 minutes, you know? And then his mom knew he was hiding pornography somewhere and beat everybody's butt. But now it's like you can, you know, you can... uh, you can do anything. You can order a sheep's costume. You can be playing Legend of Zelda with seven people from China. You can do anything you want. And it's right there. So, yeah. those, And those things are very addictive. So for those things to be sitting on top of the things you would like to do every time, your passion projects and stuff, man, it's a real battle. Because, I mean, you can't be creating
1: 24-7. It's exhausting. Yeah, there it's a t- exhausting. You know, and so you have the... I mean, first it says, "Okay, well, I do want to blow off steam and relax," you know, and then what are the things that are exciting enough to me that it's in almost that same category that working on this, creating this thing, is the same level of fun as the really, you know, fun thing that yeah, you know, whatever it is you enjoy doing, that may not be that probably isn't creating. I mean. If you can find something that you're working on that you get that same level of passion, that's even though this is brain work or it's emotion work or it's requires thought and effort, I still want to do this even more than just you know doing the thing that allows me to zone out. I mean that that's a pretty nice sign that you're onto something.
0: Yeah, that you're onto something you really care about. Yeah, so it's hard. It'd be hard to say no to things, but it does get easier to do it. And then what I start to realize is people appreciate it when I can communicate a lot clearer. You know, it re- Even though part of me is like, oh, I don't want to say this because I'm going to upset them. It's really people just want to make the most use of their time as well and to really be able to communicate clearly and really just find out, yeah, what's, what, what is really passionate for you? You know sometimes too at your core, sometimes it's just hard to admit to yourself.
1: Because, I mean, absolutely. I mean, if you've ever, I'm sure, I mean, every, all of us have worked on stuff that just your heart wasn't into it and it was kind of boring, but you knew you had to do it. I mean. Yeah, high school. <laughs> and beyond that. I mean, I'll do like two minutes of on that and then I'll three minutes on something else and it'll keep coming back and I'll be doing it minute by minute by minute until this 10-minute task will take me like four hours because I hate it so damn much. Yeah. I mean, if I think, like, why, why are we creative? You know, like, what...
0: What we need out of necessity, probably originally,
1: yeah. stuff we need. You know, it, it's stuff, enjoyment. I mean,
0: oh yeah, like if you want to say you're in a man, you're in Adam and Eve, or somebody, or you know, Larry and Janet, or whoever you believe in. You know, say or you know, or Rashid and whoever. You know, Chantrace Trace or whatever. Whoever's in the garden, and the guy sees the girl walk by. He might try to do a magic trick or something with a stick and a leaf or something to try and get her attention. He's going to be creative. He's going to—I mean, even in nature, you see those little lizards and stuff show off their backbones and whatever. Oh, yeah. You know they do that. Or well, you got and the, the
1: bowerbirds, <coughs> and they go and they find all this pretty stuff, and they yeah. make like a like a something pretty, or they'll hide a piece of food and they'll build stuff around it. But some male bowerbirds learned. We don't need the piece of food. We just take a rock, build over it, and by the time the female bowerbirds get to the rock, and they're going, hey. That's a wife. <laughs> or well, the male bowerbird's 10 miles away going, well, thank you.
0: Yeah, sayonara, man. Damn, birds are wild. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, so yeah, creativity because you want to get something. Here's some people right here. Decent group. Uh, let's see what we got.
2: Oh.
3: Hey, Theo, we, we have, have a question. question. Are left-handed people more creative
0: than right-handed people? Gang, gang, gang. Gang. That's a beautiful group. Look like nurses or something, maybe?
1: i trying to figure what the photos up there were, because it also.
0: Teachers, possibly? Yeah, it could be teachers. Lots well, of oh, binders. Uh, yeah. Beautiful groups of ladies and a gentleman right there. Yeah, are left-handed people more? We, we, yeah, let's answer that for them, doctor. That one's easy, no. No.
1: The whole left brain, right brain. No, no, no. Doesn't matter. No, no. it doesn't work that way. Um, Creativity is not a left brain thing. Analytic reasoning is not a right brain thing. It's all way more complicated and something that both of us could be trying to understand for the next five hours and not come to something, but it's not right brain, left brain.
0: I see. Yeah, you always have people be like, oh, well, Daniel's left brain, you know. He can't, you know. He don't know how to play dodgeball or something. Like, What the hell does that have to do with anything? (laughs) Yeah, some people, it's just like the most simplest way to say things, I guess, sometimes.
1: And it's, I mean, you can't blame them. No. I mean, it's like, whenever there's a new study out about creativity, people always forward it to me, and it'll always be a quick and easy thing. You you wanna be more creative, try, and it's, you know, a messy desk, or going for a walk, or having some chocolate, and it's always, well, you know, I mean, it probably wouldn't hurt but it's not going to make you all of a sudden more creative. I mean, maybe it puts you in a good mood. You know, we're talking about if you're in a good mood, you might come up with more ideas.
0: Yeah, but you're not going to suddenly be, you know, uh, you know who's a famous artist, dude? The Picasso. guy that did Snoopy. Yeah, Picasso. Or Charles <laughs> Yeah, Charles, yeah. Same you're not going yeah. to suddenly be, yeah, I remember when I was growing up, they said if you eat peanuts and raisins together at the same time, it'll make your brain activate, <laughs> and you'll be able to be more creative. And I remember they would give us that before at school that some of the, some of the parents would bring, bring them in little bags for the kids in class.
1: If it was that easy? I mean, I mean, come on. If you knew that there was anything you could do that would make you funnier,
0: you'd do it. Yeah. I but mean, the only thing I can do is practice. Yeah. Is it the same with creativity then, you think? Yeah. I mean,
1: I, if there was a quick, easy, sexy solution of, oh, you want more creative, just blank. I'd already be a multimillionaire because yeah. I would just be doing that. Creativity is about revision. It's about figuring out what you need to know and getting experience with the domain and and you know if you want to be a writer reading other stuff, if you want to be a, a comedian, you I mean ho- thankfully this part's more fun, but you got to watch a bunch of comedy. I mean, there are certain rules, so to speak, even of comedy where It's not, oh, I want to break the rules. you got to understand them before you break them.
0: Well, no, you you can watch comedy not even by watching, like, you know, comedian sets, even just by being in a lot of funny instances, watching other people be funny, seeing what works and what doesn't. Like, I'll, I'll see somebody do something sometime, and they don't even realize it. And I'll be like, oh, man, that's such a unique way to be funny. That person doesn't, they, they don't even realize what they're doing. But um, sometimes you meet people just the way they are and the way that they talk or behave or something is just extremely funny for some reason. Um, it's, like the, it's like the joke is, not that they're the joke personally, but just the way that they approach the world is just, it's like mm. the setup is already there. So the punchline, yes. when they say anything, it's a punchline. Um, you know, going back to what you were talking about with uh with education and how they really do not, they don't, it's not that they don't value. I think teachers really value creativity when they see it, but it's, it's almost like they don't have time to teach it or, or it's just not something that we value as a society, or it's just that we already haven't put enough pressure on our education system that has nothing to do with them. You know, what do you, do you think? I think you're, I think you're
1: hitting on some great stuff. I mean, most teachers who I know, They want to encourage creativity. I mean, there's a lot of this stereotype of, oh, schools kill creativity and all this stuff. I mean, not really. I mean, most teachers truly want their students to be more creative. Usually they don't know how to do it. I mean, when you get trained to be a teacher, there's no class on nurturing. I mean, okay, there is at UConn because we help, you know, I I help teach it, you (laughs) do? But usually it's not, how do you nurture creativity? And it's not always intuitive. I mean, so often the impulse is okay, well, you know, to give the gold star or or the reward, and you know, that can kind of kill creativity pretty easily. So you have teachers who don't always know, and and teachers who may not trust themselves to know what's creative, even though they probably know a lot more than they think they do. But then you have the whole, I mean, the schools, are judged by the standardized test scores, and these standardized test scores. I mean, in, I mean, my first two years out of grad school, I worked for a testing company. I mean, I, I. It's not that they're meaningless or anything, because I mean, people tend to feel very extremely either standardized test scores is the only way, or they're complete garbage. And neither is true. I mean, yeah. they mean something, but they don't mean everything. And when a teacher's pay is determined by the standardized test score of their students. I mean, should I be teaching the test?
0: Of course, yeah, you gotta keep your job. I mean- You have to survive, people are gonna wanna survive. It's,
1: and it's not even like, I mean, the principals and superintendents often don't have that kind of flexibility. I mean, the places that I've worked with that are excited about creativity or doing really good stuff, a lot of that is when people up on high, the superintendent, both have the flexibility and the interest, and it trickles down. Mm. I mean, one problem is that the really good people end up getting picked up for better jobs, and they Private leave. sector stuff. And then, boom, school, go, school goes right back to the way it is. They bring in a principal who wants things. Nope, why are we doing this? We need these test scores. It's, um, and the funny thing is creativity adds to test scores. I mean, there's some work I'm doing with this school in Australia with this guy, Tim Patston. It's the Geelong Grammar School. And they've been looking at creativity and increasing creativity. And we just found out that creativity helps predict their big test score almost as much as grades do mm. and grades, obviously. I mean, if I say, hey, you get good grades, do you think you're going to get a good test score?
0: Of course. Yeah.
1: But if I say, hey, you're really creative, you're going to get a better test score. You know, I don't know. Maybe.
0: Well, creativity, I remember helped a lot of times, especially that's why I loved when it came to the question with the written out ones. Because you're like, oh, I didn't study, I didn't read anything, but I got a chance, you know. It's like if you could find a way to be crafty enough in that space, when you had to write out your, when you had to really give an answer, it was like, what do you think about this? Then you really had a shot, I felt like, sometime um, with creativity, you could really create something, you know, you could yeah, you just had a chance, you know, you had a chance to make something new, you had a chance to make something novel. Now, one thing, so say if like, you know, this, a lot of times teachers have to teach based on the test scores and, um, and a lot of, uh, a lot of people at a certain point, they might think, oh, well, this, a lot of extremely creative people will drop out of formal education or, you know, um, you know, public school, whatever school. And still do really well. I mean, sometimes that even drives people, doesn't it? Doesn't, doesn't that sometimes spurn their creativity more? Like, oh, they don't understand me here in this space. I need to take my own path, which is kind of what creativity is sometimes. Or
1: It can. They have to get lucky. And this is also where money comes in. If you have these people who feel that way and they drop out, but they're from a well-off family, that's one thing. You end up you 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 end up losing more people, I think, than you gain, so mm-hmm. to speak. I mean, because certainly you have people. Screw this! I'm dropping out. I'm forming my own company. And you have these amazing success stories, but you also have the people who if they could have just been allowed to flourish a little bit more in high school, would have realized, wait, I'm passionate about this, and I can express myself this way, and then would have stuck with it and done something that would have used their creativity and contributed to the world
0: you know it's funny sometimes like i think cre- some people are really creative like people can be creative in all type of ways like the way that somebody yeah. loves somebody could be very creative oh, you know yeah. the way that somebody you know i had an ex-girlfriend who uh you know she would do really nice thing like leave a really nice note sometimes if that was really sentimental you know and i always thought it's not creative, but just her idea of how to create love and the show expressed that was very creative, I thought. Um, I'd argue that is creative. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah it, it was creative. Yeah, to me, it was creative. I guess it's just not what, the, what we generally think of when we think of creativity. Exactly.
1: And, and that's one of the things that limits us. Because, I mean, if you think of, okay, what's creative? I mean, arts. Okay, somebody who paints or draws or composes. And, and yes, it is so science so is business and so is all this stuff in everyday life from writing love notes magic magic oh god yeah magic animal training
0: oh uh, mm.
1: i have an african gray parrot who i've taught to quote science to lambs
0: oh really yeah Okay.
1: freaks the hell out of our guests
0: you win this round yeah <laughs> dude i used to make love to a girl in denver and if she had a uh, gray parrot that would stay on my shoulder the whole time this girl Kelly back in the day, but you know that her
1: parrot still makes sounds <laughs>
0: oh, of the kind really? of, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man. Well okay. the only sound I made was oh sorry. That, <laughs> that's my you But m Maldies knows I'm not really sexually good at it. But um So does the parrot. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah I can't even imagine. I hope the parrot doesn't take up smoking <laughs> like I did at that time. It was different times. Um We had a couple of other questions. I want to get to one video question that came in here right here for you.
3: Uh, I also had a question about drugs and creativity. Like, a lot of people think it uh, kind of inspires them or they need it to be creative. Have you done research on that? Do you see people are more creative with alcohol or weed?
1: So, there's been a lot of research on this. and Oh, yeah, by a lot of my friends, even. The
0: informal kind. Your producer. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, producer and Colin are are, our new co-producer.
1: Kind of like the mental illness question, you're gonna find this study or that study saying this or that, but I'm gonna just give a more overall thing. A lot of people will smoke weed, drink, or do other stuff because they think it will make them become creative. And people who, for example, who smoke pot, they think they're being more creative. So if you have a bunch of people, and you have this half, we're gonna give you some weed, and this half we're gonna give you like oregano, but just tell you which weed, and they all do something creative. The people who are on weed are gonna think, man, we were just, we did great, this is super creative. But then you take what they did, and you show it to other people, the people on pot aren't more creative. Mm. It, it, there's
0: no difference it's just a perception it's just perception and is that perception only when they're under the influence of pot when they're high because when they sober up do they think yeah i guess they just think oh and i mean well of course i could not
1: speak from experience but how of many of people may look back on what they were notes they took whatever oh, yeah. or scribblings when they were inebriated or on some Chemical and go, what the hell was I thinking? Or this is not the answer to the world's problem. Yeah, I
0: thought I always had the answer to <laughs> the world, bro. That's so funny. I, I, one time I was real, real high and, uh, and, oh man, what happened? Oh, I thought I had this great joke. I drove by, I wasn't driving, but I was in the car by myself going forward. <laughs> of course. And, uh, and I saw a snake. They had like a snake, a cartoon snake on a billboard. And here was the joke I thought, I thought to myself, I was going to tell my friends, oh, I saw a snake. Don't worry, it was on a billboard. That was the joke. (laughs) And it was, and I thought at the time, no joke, man, I wrote it down (laughs) nine times to make sure I'd written it down because I don't trust ink that much when I'm high, you know. And then the next day I read it and I was like, oh my God, this is the dumbest thing ever. And that's when I was right, when, when it was the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. So so overall, that's that's the truth. But is there sometimes? I mean, there's sometimes where somebody under the influence could do something amazing. Oh, of course.
1: I mean, there's also. Whenever we study stuff, there's this question of whether something's related or whether it actually causes it. Mm. I mean, it's the same way they say like if if you give infinite monkeys typewriters, they'll write Shakespeare. I mean, if you have a whole bunch of people who are getting high regularly, which kind of describes college, people are gonna do really creative stuff. Yeah, It doesn't mean the weed, is there a reason why they're being creative? It's the same thing with mental illness and creativity. Of course, all these people who have different mental disorders may be incredibly creative. It doesn't mean there's any causal link. And if anything, it may be that when things are acting up, it may be harder to create, or in a more positive way, the creativity may help them cope and, and feel better but it's not some romantic Vincent Van Gogh cutting off his ear, you know, and, you know, I have, you know, yeah, I've done 37 shots of vodka, I'm going to create the world's great novel. It doesn't, doesn't really work that way. Maybe you're drunk and writing the world's great novel, but. But probably not. Probably
0: not. William Faulkner was probably an alcoholic who also wrote. And so a lot of times they marry the two that it was, you know, there's definitely a romantic a romanticization that happens over time with almost anything, really. I feel oh, yeah. like we almost romanticize anything. So you're going to take the fact that he probably had alcoholism and then put it with the fact yeah. that he wrote a lot. And next thing you know, he's this great guy who's sitting behind a bottle of scotch.
1: And yeah. we're not really thinking about all the other alcoholics who maybe would have been amazing, but who are passed out in their own vomit. I mean, yeah
0: that's Ole Miss University is where that all occurred to <laughs> University of Mississippi. And it really is. Sorry. But yeah, a shout out to a uh, Kappa Sig there, but um, you know, it's cause I used to worry, you know, I don't do drugs or alcohol and I used to worry that if I stopped doing those that I wouldn't be able to be creative. Um, and, and it's a fear of a lot of people.
1: And there's no evidence of that just as there's no evidence. Similarly, a lot of people are worried about taking like prescription drugs for anxiety, depression. That does not hurt creativity.
0: Really? And that's. I think that too sometimes. That's funny. I it's heard It's so that important.
1: Asked. It's so important to realize that because people often won't seek help. You can't be creative after you're dead.
0: Right. That definitely ceases creativity.
1: I mean, and if you're suffering, I mean, even if you look at the most. Stereotypical of you know the mad geniuses or whatever, the people with extreme depressions or manias,
0: like Howard Hughes, maybe
1: he was an extreme case, but yes, I suppose I just say extreme cases. At the most extreme was not when they were being their most creative. Ah, uh, like if you're going up and down at the peaks and the valleys, you're, you're still not creating. If it is always worth it both my life point but also even a creativity point to
0: get yourself better yeah i mean what is there something inside of us then you think at like a like a like a man versus world level or something that makes us think that having pain or something will give us creativity do you think it's some yeah.
1: We want something to have a reason for existing, and bad things happen, and that sucks. And bad things happen to us, and that sucks. If we can make something come out of it, okay, I had a shitty childhood, but I write about it or paint about it. Therefore, it was worth it.
0: Mm. So there's inspiration there. A lot of inspiration comes from struggle, a lot of creativity. Does creativity come from struggle?
1: It can. Absolutely but not only from that. Like it's not it's not not enough so to put yourself through the struggle. I see. You know, so it's like I mean, yes, if you grew up with these hardships, that can absolutely be an inspiration. The same way you know, if you went through a period of making bad decisions, but it's not a reason to make more bad decisions or to do more things. I see. Because it just doesn't we want it to make sense because then whatever stupid mistakes or this relationship it didn't it work for us. out ex- exactly and i mean i wish life was that easy you know i mean
0: <laughs> yeah it's nice if it justifies for us as we're getting better if we use it as like oh man yeah all that behind me i'm glad that's behind me now and i'm that's using it. that as like mom- as a motivation or inspiration or momentum to do something different now absolutely
1: but if we're using it as well i should probably stop doing this but it's making me creative,
0: that's not helpful. Yeah, that's just a bad, that's, that's just not the truth. No. Yeah. What do we have here, Nick? Here's a beautiful little lady right there. Could've fixed her hair, but fuck it. She wrote that, I didn't.
3: <laughs> hey James, my name is Renee from Hi, Pennsylvania, you. and I was hoping that you could cover the different types of creativity. I'm just assuming that it's almost like different types of intelligence, um, and if it is, Um, Maybe something that the different types of creativity can do better than the other types. Almost like a career path or something like that. Um, Or if you can expand on the different types just in general. That'd be great. Thanks.
0: Thank you. Absolutely.
1: So there are a ton of these different theories about stuff. I'm just going to pick a few really kind of important stuff. Okay. Okay. So you had the idea of divergent thinking, and that's being able, that's a type of creativity when you're coming up with a whole bunch of ideas. Mm -hmm. It's what you might think of as brainstorming. Oh yeah. And that is really good at the beginning of 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 a project. There's what's sometimes called convergent thinking or idea evaluation, and that sounds really unsexy Because choosing your best idea, that doesn't sound creative. But that ability is also incredibly important. Mm. Because you can come up with 30 ideas, but you don't have time in your life to pursue all 30. Right. And figuring out, okay, these two are the ones that are the best, the most creative, the ones that I think can work. That is its own ability and process. There is, what's sometimes called associative thinking. And that's you know these different concepts or thoughts. And there's often a fairly obvious connection, but trying to think of as many different connections as you can. So, like if I say cow, there's 30 words that are probably right away coming into your head, and then that, you know,
0: moo. Milk nope, boy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Making, okay, how remote can I go? How much can I think of things that other people aren't gonna think of? Mm. These are all different types of what we might call um, like, creative thinking. There's also a lot of stuff involving the creative personality. One huge thing is being open to experiences. This is um, like wanting to try new foods, wanting to do new things, wanting to just have new experiences. When you say, what the hell, I'm gonna gonna try this even though I haven't done it. For some people it's traveling, for other people it's wanting to get into nature. There's also openness to ideas, and that's wanting to challenge yourself intellectually, that's wanting to debate people, it's wanting to problem solve, but it's also being willing to accept that you might be wrong. Mm. So openness to experience tends to be related a bit more to arts, openness to intellect, a bit more to science business stuff. Another component that sometimes will happen before idea generation is problem finding. We're so used to being mm. given the problem, often we're solving the wrong problem.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean that's, you could call that our. I think you could call it the government. Any any time you want throughout history. I feel like Hollywood does that a lot of times. I feel like they're always. Everybody thinks they're proactive. They're very reactive, and they're always solving a problem that I feel like is eight months too late. I feel like.
1: I mean, every, yeah, one successful movie does something, and they come out with thirty movies just like it. Yeah. I mean, it's. Let's say that all your friends are like you know Theo. You're just not that funny. There's a bunch of different problems you might be wanting to address. One of, okay, maybe you're not funny. Maybe your friends are just assholes.
0: Right, who knows, you gotta find out what the problem is. And And they all could be the problem. Yeah. A little bit.
1: But so often we'll just jump to something where, I mean, if you realize, oh, I'm not making enough money to be able to still live in LA. There's a lot, you know, maybe you're, okay, I'm going to work more and make more money, or I'm going to cut expenses. If somebody's been hacking your account and is stealing 2000 bucks a month, you're off solving these problems, and, and it, it's still, you're still getting screwed.
0: Right. You're solving problems you might not even have, because right. you're not seeing the a different problem. That's interesting. So there's even creativity when you're looking for what the problem is.
1: Oh, yeah. And, and in real life, it's, it's like a doctor trying to treat a patient. You got the symptoms, and- I mean, certainly, you know, there's the old saying that you look for horses and not zebras, but sometimes it's a zebra. Yeah. And being able to do that, not jumping in with both feet and ending up wasting all your time and resources on solving the wrong thing.
0: That's a new problem right there if you do that. Yeah. It just made a whole new problem. I know we had, um, uh, we had a... Uh, 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 Dr. Jordan Peterson had a a theory about creativity. Yeah,
2: it was just, uh, you know, his idea of creativity was that in order for something to technically be
1: creative, it has to be something new. Mm -hmm. So I guess I'm curious. One example I could give would be, say, you're a fan of music and you make a cover song of somebody else's original music. You've then created something new that wasn't there before but is it really creative? What I'd argue is that just like before I was taught my different, when I was taught my different creative processes, there's also different types of creative contributions, you might say, where you have some that are the shockingly new, oh my God, this changes the field and everything's different. And that's what we often will think about. You know, when we think about, you know,
0: Tesla or inline roller skates, any of that.
1: The iPhone, all that stuff. iPhone. But most creativity that we know is usually just like a little step forward. And I mean, so, okay, you know, that water bottle that you have, that is a slightly cheaper version of a different water bottle. Right. That was a little bit of an innovation. Or that design is made so that it, gives you a better angle when you tilt the bottle back. These are all modifications. Is this shocking creativity? No, but it's, it's increment. It's a little small bit. And then you have this almost replication creativity where you're doing things in your way Mm. and that, and this would be, you know, you doing a cover of a song or you, um, painting your own version of something you like see.
0: Something like painted his own version of The Simpsons. And,
1: and I was actually, I mean, and this is a great example. I mean, is this creative? I think it's really creative. Is it shockingly new? Well, it's somebody else's style. It still counts. I mean, it's one of the things I often will come back to because people, and I, I Sometimes I feel like a broken record. You know, they'll say, "Oh, I'm not creative," or whatever. And some of it is, they'll think, "Well, yeah, I did my own version of it, but that's not new." And okay, maybe you're not a genius. I, you know, I'm not saying people are all geniuses. It still counts. It still counts. Yeah. And you get you get credit, or whatever you want to say for that. I mean, there is um, you know, the Lonely Island song um with Akon? On a boat. Uh boat. No, that's with T Pain. Yeah, the other one with Acon. Um, they've just had. Uh, As I would say in my class to be delicate, they've just been physically intimate with somebody. Okay. And they keep giving all these situations, still counts, still counts. Where's a bag on her head, still Still counts. counts. (laughs) You know, you're doing your little doodle and you're not showing to anybody, still counts. You're, you know, you're you're telling a joke in your own way that you heard another comedian say, assuming that you're giving credit, um, still counts. You're doing your own spin on it, You're, you're making it a little bit better, you're writing fan fiction or whatever, you're doing your own version of something, Still counts, and you're creative. Doesn't mean you can't improve. You should improve. Right. It counts. And give yourself credit for that.
0: Yeah, if you build a building, even though somebody's already built a, built a building, and you're not Franklin Lloyd Wright, um, was he a building maker? Um, yeah. Okay. Then, yeah, it still counts. You still built a building, you still did right. something. You, don't, you still did something magnificent, something that's hard to do.
1: And something that's still going to be there
0: is it hard for us to do they say everything has been done i'm sure you get approached with this kind of question a lot i mean you think we're getting close no
1: i mean back in the 1800s the guy from the patent office well everything that could possibly be invented has been invented
0: Ooh, well i'm going it an asshole because everybody keeps saying that you just want to, pessimist i mean
1: we always end up going in different directions. I mean, if you go back to the 60s and you try to see, okay, well, what do they think the future was gonna be like? It was all flying cars and the moon and living, you know. Okay, that didn't happen, but we can communicate with anybody instantly. You can have a, a buddy who lives in Spain and you can talk to him every day for free. Yeah. I mean, whoever, I mean, nobody ever would have thought of that in the 60s. Okay, Probably some guy thinking that. It'll just be different.
0: Right we may not know the new the, the the medium we may not know do you think that there's still a lot we can learn scientifically there's still a lot to learn out there do you think there's like oh yeah that we're do you because sometimes i feel like oh we've we've kind of figured it out everything we got the periodic table of elements we know everything at tier we know we know all the recipe items do you think there's more out there
1: i think there's a lot more out there than already is i think that I mean, this is true for, I think, anything, but we know a very small, little bit. And I mean, look, studying creativity is not curing cancer, it's not nuclear physics or whatever. Right. um, Or even close, but.
0: But at the world of possibility, I feel like is part of it with creativity.
1: And just trying to figure out, you know, what makes people more creative? What are the people who are creative? What do they have in common? How can we help it? How can we help these people? How can we encourage it? How can we figure out I mean, just how do you give feedback to somebody to get them to be more creative? I mean, if you're too Mm -hmm. harsh, they're going to go, okay, I guess I I just suck at it. But if you're too lenient, they're never going to learn. They're just going to keep sucking. Obviously, there's somewhere that medium point. There are so many of these questions that if you actually look, okay, well, what does the research say? I mean, even something like, you know, creativity and marijuana. That's such a, everybody thinks that. That's certain questions that, you know, people always want to know. And it's been studied, but we're talking 20, 25 studies, not 400. And I mean, how do you measure creativity, right? I mean, I have some answers, but there's a whole bunch of different creativity tests, and they're all good for this, bad for that. And if you have 30 studies, five of them use this measure, and five use that one, and six just are asking people what they think. And so you can't even really combine all of it. And so if you're just trying to ask a really basic question, like, okay, well, are people who are creative in physics, are they the same people who are creative in music? I mean, short answer is probably not, but we don't quite know. We're still figuring out, or what are the things that will kind of predict? Who's the creative scientist? Who's the creative businessman or businesswoman? Who's a creative teacher?
0: Or if they find some tangent between physics and music, yeah. that suddenly the whole playing field is different. And suddenly your physicians are damn, you know, uh, kid rock or whatever, you know? And
1: and that's such going words, that And the funny thing is that's the type of creativity that scares the crap out of people. Like the, the little incremental stuff, the, oh, you know, we're making this cop show except now the cops are all professional circus clowns. You know, that's like a little it forward. Nobody's scared of that. Everybody likes that. It's when you're talking, well, hey, maybe when we do surgery, we should be, you
0: know, playing.
1: Listening to Megadeth. Listening to Megadeth. Or we should be doing it and using our feet instead of hands. I mean, that's the type of creativity that scares the crap out of people. And they don't like it. They don't like creative people. They say they do, but they don't.
0: Well, then there must be such a difference then between somebody who's able to think creatively and somebody who can't. There must be, or, or maybe when it comes to ideas. Um, I if it scares back people on the that much. Can't.
1: Instead of can't, I'd say won't. I think all of us can, but it's risky. It's taking a risk. I mean, are you willing to risk pissing people off or looking stupid or losing money or all this stuff in order to? put forward this idea, and so many of us aren't. So many of us take the safe choice. So many of us, I mean, it's a hell of a lot easier to do what's been done or just to tweak it a little bit. I mean, if you wanted to, you could give the exact same comedy routine every single time, and you'd be fine the rest of your life. And there are a lot of people, that sounds pretty great. They don't have to think.
0: But just when, yeah, but at a certain point, yeah, I would lose would, yeah. You'd go crazy. I'd go crazy, (laughs) I'd melt.
1: You have that need to create. Not everybody has the need, but others had the need. Don't know how, others had the need, but don't have the resilience, don't have the support. I mean, I was lucky. I had a really encouraging family, you know, and folks are psychologists. Um, I had really good teachers. Like, a lot of people who study creativity often, oh, they had, they struggled in school or whatever. you know.
3: I was lucky. I don't
1: mean like I was a great student, but I really liked my teachers and I was supported. I was lucky. I mean, there are people who don't have these advantages, and you got to be brave and resilient and and push back and keep going. And it means defying, defying other people, defying yourself. I mean, having all these people always say, You're wrong. You're wrong.
0: Yeah. Or having people not understand you as well. It's like a way that you take it, you know, but to you it, it comes off as you're wrong. You know, just people, yeah. I think people not understanding you as well can really lead you to, can really lead you to sometimes refine what you're trying to say, which is what's necessary anyway.
1: But it's like, now it's not necessarily saying you're wrong. It's
0: getting personal about you. Yeah. You know, oh, it's gotten wild out there.
1: I mean, you, if you're making a, a joke on social media, I mean, that's what you do. That's how you create, not just social media. Right. But it's not just, it's one thing if people just go, yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that's funny. But you also people, you're an asshole. Damn.
0: <laughs> Damn. I didn't know that. Yeah. I just, I mean, I knew I but look, I'll accept that I'm not funny today, but I will not accept that I'm an asshole. Yeah, that judgment—it's so easy to be right there on the uh, to judge something that's not in front of you. You know, we had a buddy recently in the comedy community that like made some remarks after Kobe Bryant died, and it really had a sharp backlash. And everybody was—you know—people that didn't even know him suddenly were furious. And it was really all the people that kind of knew him. I think maybe were like, "Oh, we understand it. This is the way he operates. Sometimes this was not a—he didn't do a good job here, as far as everybody was concerned." maybe a couple of Voldemort's out there that he really impressed, you know, but on a large scale, a lot of people heard about him for the first time and were and this was a bad way for it to happen. You know, as far as him feeling okay and stuff, I and mean, I'm sure it hurt his feelings, but yeah, it's like people aren't really understanding these days on social media is not a real place to be understanding. It's not very human.
1: And we always assume intent. And this is, this isn't even a social media thing. I mean, if you're driving and somebody cuts you off, you're not thinking, oh, maybe they're they're driving their pregnant wife to the hospital and then they're, they're desperate to get there. You're thinking, that guy's an asshole. And it was intentional. And he looked at me and said, screw you. Yeah. But when you cut somebody off, you're like, whoops, that was a mistake. Well, they'll know it. They'll be okay with it. They know it wasn't. Pre-
0: crazy, <laughs> two different worlds going on. Um, when it comes to creativity, do you think about like, do you think that there's a higher power sometimes or something that puts ideas into us? Like, a lot of times I feel like when I've been my most creative, I don't feel like it has anything to do with me. I feel like I'm just kind of like a conduit or whatever. Skeptical For something, yeah. Like, oh, there's no way I came up with that idea, really.
1: I mean, certainly, whatever you believe in, The, if you can just let yourself, whether it's your unconscious or whatever, I mean, letting your brain be a little open there's a reason why people get really good ideas in the shower or when driving because your body's occupied and you're doing something and so you're not necessarily distracted and your brain's just open and your mind's wandering and that's when whether it's your subconscious whether it's god whatever it is putting ideas the muse making sure you have those moments when you allow the insights to come is huge and if you're always boom 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 you're not going to have that time you can have anything trying to sprout ideas and they won't they won't take root yeah you got to i mean you got to make sure you have the fer- the fertile soil out there
0: right yeah you could have the archangel of the dang universe trying to fly out of your out of your damn septum but if you're always on Instagram, you might miss yeah. it.
1: I mean, just letting that moment of reflection, little you know, everything in moderation to a
0: degree.
3: Guys, anything else you wanted to chime in? No, this is fascinating, though. I love the go back over your own work to kind of spark that creativity. I think that's like a really actionable thing people can take away from it. Is what? Uh, going over your own work uh, to spark creativity when you're feeling like your creative juices run out, I think that's something everybody can, can kind of adapt.
0: Yeah, it almost it really blew my mind when I realized that, you know, and, and not even realized, but it's just so funny. Just in the past, maybe month, of like, man, I don't want to write this gratitude list is specifically yeah. what it is. And gratitude a, it's a real, such a real feeling and a visceral thing that mm-hmm. I, I need to feel a lot of times to try and just feel OK in my day, and then I go back and I'm like, "Oh man. And I'll read them, and it's like, oh, uh, then I'm there. It's almost like I've already made the list. I get the feeling as if I've already made the list. And it's a real feeling. It's not, It doesn't feel like oh, a placebo yeah. either.
1: And I mean, for life, but for creativity, a certain kindness. I and mean, I mean, kindness to yourself also. When you're going back and looking at your old stuff, I mean, yeah, you're always going to be a little critical, but be kind to your younger self. When... You're thinking, I mean, it's why co-creation is such an amazing thing. I mean, one of my favorite things as a researcher is to collaborate, mm. you know, and then it's I hate that. Have you found the right collaborator? And I, of course, you got, you, got, the you, you, got,
0: you got these two guys right here also. <laughs> oh, no. Nick is wonderful. I mean, Nick is wonderful. And we, did, we probably do it a ton. I do it a ton without even realizing it. I, there, I have some fear about something about it makes me feel uncomfortable. You know, I just like what? i don't know i don't don't want to it's like i'm afraid to share not afraid to share i'm afraid i'm trying to trying to think out the rest Mm -hmm. of this feeling Um, i'm afraid to like have man i can almost figure out what it is sometimes i really have to be able to get right on the feeling I don't like it's like a trust thing I think you know it's like I really do I trust this person enough with like my do I trust somebody else enough to to share the things that are most important to me which are like my ideas you know and are they going to reject them and
1: is it rejection or is it having them take the ideas and turn them into something you don't like
0: I think at the, at the core it's rejection. I think that they're not going to like them or that they're, and if they don't like them, then they don't like me. And so it's my own attachment to my own ideas as well then.
1: And yet there's people you trust enough to share. You don't think of it as collaboration. So is it that you'd be worried about, let's say collaborating with somebody who you, who you believe either would have where being rejected by them would be particularly painful
0: Yeah, probably. It probably just goes back to other relationships in my life where it's like I just have a lot of fear about that, you know. And so but then it's it sticks, even though sometimes in work and stuff, you know, I don't want to. I have to do it. my. I'm only used to doing it my way. You know, I'm just scared to not do it my way. There's a danger there, of course, because. If you
1: just listen to those words, do I, I'm afraid to do it my to not do it my way and you want to just do it this
0: one way. There's a certain danger there. I'm going to miss out on a lot of probably collaboration. I'm going to miss out on working together with people.
1: Are there people who you know, you know, appreciate and like your ideas? And they've established that, who you would trust. And obviously, again, there are people. But people who you normally would have dismissed collaborating with.
0: But Yeah, probably so. So really, it's just this strong fear that's not really... Yeah, it's not really serving me
1: and you're asking if fear helps or hurts creativity i mean i think in a lot of ways it can hurt it because we got to take risks and risks are scary you know i mean shit i'm a professor i'm not a performer this was a little scary particularly given i had lost you know three of my front teeth and i'm going oh god i sound like daffy duck or whatever That's
0: the best part of it though <laughs>
1: I can even, almost pop it out
0: with my lip. Yeah, awesome. Dude, if you could shoot that and land it in a lady's wine glass at a dinner, dude, I could get you a job somewhere in New York City <laughs> at <tonight. laughs> You could like one of those magicians that goes around to the tables, you know? My teeth? <laughs> now, is that the three of hearts and my teeth
1: in your hand? Why, yes, it is your teeth. And now they're back here.
0: <laughs> hey, get your teeth out of my wife's cleavage, buddy. <laughs> Oh, my bad. Yeah, no, I guess you're right. I mean, that fear just really prevents me from having that, that co-creation, you know. And it's interesting hearing you say that that's one of your favorite kinds, is that collaborative, because that's that makes me really think I'm missing out on some cool stuff. And certainly not with everybody. It's not like,
1: oh, it's all one big happy You know, But there is a three, four, five, six people who, and again, not usually all at once, but I find elevate my ideas. mm And they make me think of stuff that I haven't really thought about before. I mean, one of my main collaborators is a guy named Vlad. Everybody should have a good friend named Vlad. Mm -hmm. He's awesome, he's brilliant. And he does cultural stuff, all about how we interact with each other and sociocultural. A lot of the stuff I do is more individual. So okay, well what is, you know, Doug is creative and, and Bill is less creative and Sally is the most creative. How are they different or the same? Whereas Vlad's more interested in how can they all be creative together? And when I was first like, Oh man, I I don't know about that stuff. And he's one of my favorite collaborators now because Mm. he gets me to just think in new ways. And it was hard at first, you know, and you have to kind of give up a little bit of some of your assumptions and it involves trust.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah i can imagine it almost sounds cool because then you're like wow if this person could get me to think different in ways if a if i already feel like i'm a creative person if it's something that I pride kind of in myself there's not a lot of things but that's a thing then if they could get me to be creative in different ways that i don't even know yeah i mean it is pretty tempting yeah i have a friend named aaron and he's like my most creative he's like He's kind of business minded a lot of times, but even in that space, he helps. He gets me to think so many different ways a lot of times. Um, yeah, I think just being a little more open to it.
1: And it's not like it means now you got to only co-create. I mean, you still you. There are some things that will always feel like okay, these these are my personal ideas. I want to marinate and do it my own way. There's other stuff, and maybe it's just stuff that you couldn't figure out quite how to make be amazing. Like okay, I like this idea, but I don't really know what to do with it, and so put over here.
0: Isn't it funny how ideas you've had? I mean, there's little ideas that I had 15, 18 years ago, and suddenly they'll come into play when I meet someone or something, or, or I'll see a new medium, and I'll be like, oh, that's why this thing has been spinning in my head for so long. It's just waiting for this place to land that didn't even exist yet.
1: It's kind of amazing, isn't it?
0: That to me is fascinating, man. It's like almost the way the galaxy is. Like you have these things spinning around and we don't know really what the moons are. I mean, we have an idea, but but suddenly all of a sudden, you know, somebody comes through on a battleship and they're a moon collector and then we're like, oh, now I know why these things are out there. This guy's here to pick them up. You know, you just don't know. It's like, yeah, it's pretty fascinating.
1: It's funny how like, there was a point when I, I, like if if I think like virtual reality, Something I'm... i have Still to me, relatively... I know it's been around for a while. The possibilities for being creative in virtual reality are amazing. And like we're only starting to really
0: move with that. Really? I feel like it's the worst thing for it. Why? Because it's not me being creative, I feel like. I feel like I used to have the video game inside of me. And now I'm like just... Looking inside of the game and looking inside of somebody else's imagination, or like a company's imagination.
1: Some of them are like that, but I mean the ones, and there's more and more stuff developing out there. But the ones that are showing you things you wouldn't have seen, but then not prescribing, not saying like because I agree. There's some games when it's okay. I got to press the left button. Got to do that. That I mean, it's gonna be fun. But I'm in the stuff when you're truly exploring, and when there's enough open stuff out there that you're connecting things or just you know, you can play impossible instruments. Mm. You can make art that wouldn't be possible in the real world. You can co create with people and all around the world. I mean it's
0: Yeah. They have a cool app where you can sing with Asian people and whenever you want and they sing and you sing the same song but it's in different languages. And then they mix them cool. together.
1: I mean That's I love school I mean
0: That is pretty cool, dude. I'll give you that. That is pretty cool, man. Yeah, man. I mean, that's one thing about creativity. It's like we stop this conversation; it keeps on going. And
1: two weeks from now, you're having thoughts. You know, like it's also one reason why I like the collaboration so much because my internal dialogue it's pretty good. You know. (laughs) Yeah. But the dialogue with other people that, and then you think. And then you think, okay, well, what would they have said about that? And, well, okay, i decided not to take this risk because I'm worried about that, and I, and I get that, but how would it look if I did? What's the worst that could happen if I did? And you start branching out and thinking, I mean.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's what, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's that connection. There's so much creativity in that, not having to be creative alone, you know? I... um. I have one more question for you. I know, like you know, a lot of our listeners struggle with pornography addiction and stuff like that. Do you find that uh, there's been a lot of studies and stuff done on how like pornography, like really damages like the creativity of one's like sexual libido? I feel like because I used to have to create these worlds in my head, you know, which would then resonate in my body. I would feel like.
1: I mean, I think so much of it comes down to your. Ability to control and that if any addiction to a degree out of control is going to limit you whatever that is I mean if you're addicted to food and you blow up you know um, if you're watching so much pornography that when you think of sex your mind instantly goes okay this is what happens mm-hmm. then yeah you're going to probably be less creative in sex if you're looking at it as an inspiration, or hey, what if I try that with my partner or whatever?
0: Mm-hmm. Not necessarily. So that perception then is really,
1: and what you're able to—a certain amount of self-control—in terms of, and I don't mean in a sexually, I mean in a creative way. Yeah. In that, seeing all these things, but wanting to, okay, I want to put my own spin on this. I want to, and also not having that. It's what's the destination and what's the journey. You know, if it's, okay, I am watching pornography and mission accomplished and that's all I need to do, then yeah, your own sex life with your partner is, is not going to flourish. Right. If it's inspiration, if it's, okay, this is part of the journey and I'm going to...
0: I'm going to take a few things here, maybe bring it, introduce them over here, see how it goes maybe, see if she, they're open to it. I mean... That's a good point.
1: One of the tried and true ways of being creative is you take... Different genres or
0: things, and you combine them. Mix them up. You know, and take this from that, this from that. What Get happened? a mashup, yeah. You know what I mean? Apple sauce, yeah. Mm-hmm. Apple pie.
1: Western in space. Oh, Comes yeah. A different show, you know.
0: Um. Yeah, like Star Wars or something. <laughs> that or was a bad one. But I used to think, of, yeah, a, a good space western. Did they ever have one? Star Trek. Was it a space western? It really was kind of, huh? They went
1: from. I mean, you take that and you put that in the old frontiers days in a covered wagon. It's the same story. Yeah. And instead of aliens, just people from Fresno or whatever.
0: Yeah, and a lot of the ba- a lot of the places they went even looked like Fresno a little bit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, it was just a western. <laughs> they put it in space.
0: Um, I think that's all we got. That's great, Dr. James Compton. You have a. You're teaching now at UConn.
1: Yes, I'm a professor at University of Connecticut and
0: um doing a whole bunch of research on
1: creativity and
0: I mean, you have so many books and stuff and we'll put a lot of that in the intro whenever we bring you up
1: um got my website and working on a number of different lay, layperson books and i don't know after a while doing research you more and more having again it's the heart attack like i want to do stuff in the real world i, I want to actually help people be creative instead of just
0: yeah. Well, it's interesting because, yeah, it's like a lot of people don't go to a school book place. You don't go to a campus bookstore to get books, you know, a lot of times. Yes. So you go to another, you know, you'll go to other outlets and stuff to get books. And so, yeah, um, yeah, creativity is my favorite thing, man. So I appreciate you coming here and talking Mine about too. it today.
1: And, and I've often felt that people who are really successful in different areas, are a lot, no know, know a lot more about creativity than they think they do. Mm. Comedy is one of the top ones. Mm. I, I was I, I actually was quite excited about this because just to hear your thoughts, kind of pick your brain a little bit.
0: Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I, I just always thought like I was just very aware, like too much sometimes. And so I was always creating like different scenarios of what could go on because I was aware of like what was happening so much like okay this person's over there this is going on you know the sun is setting this is happening right now what are we going to do what's going to happen you know mom's come mom's feeling like this every you know it just was always so many things to like balance that the awareness was always heightened I felt like when I was young and so that made me suddenly when I was sitting there writing with a piece of paper and thinking about things there was all these things were there was an awareness for them in the page. There was an awareness for everything could be a character. You know, like the sun had a, had a you know, it had aspirations. And, you know, and, and the mailman, you know, maybe played jazz. You know, there was just different things going on when whenever life happened. Uh, you observe. But sometimes it became exhausting, though. Just the other side of it where you're just overwhelmed by constantly worried about what people are thinking and feeling and not knowing that you're okay, so it puts you in like an unsafe space, you know. So the creativity you build in, it's very negative almost because your brain creates a lot of like uh, scary situations.
1: It's the danger. Of, I mean, some of it can be perfectionism. Some of it can be. I mean, imagination can be used for less positive things if you're worrying about what could be, and then if you have a, if you're very creative, you can imagine all this stuff. I mean, how many times have people said well what's the worst that could happen well if, if you're if you can imagine all that stuff it's harder
0: yeah well, I mean, me it's yeah yeah or if you're it, a lot somebody who's thinking a lot
1: and yeah. so much of that is is just being able to channel it being able to okay well I know I have all these ideas ping pong in my brain the more that you can express channel in these more proactive ways you know the more you can let, the other parts of your brain kind of just
0: calm calm (laughs) yeah it really is like petting a cat like stay there but stay there yeah um anything else you wanted to talk about james oh man so
1: much but not but hopefully another time in the future
0: i would love to have you back another time huh it's super and there's
1: so much stuff that i mean
0: i'd love to listen back and even come up with new things to think of
1: um, yeah, because there's so much. Just does creativity have to be good or bad? Can it be bad? You know, all sorts of stuff. That.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, some people have created some of the worst shit ever. The blimp. Remember that machine? Oh yeah. Remember, Hitler.
1: And but that and that's the question. Was he creative?
0: Right. It's so funny because I thought about that earlier today a little bit. I was thinking about well, what what could be creativity. And I mean yeah that's a risk of creativity isn't there famous like pandora's box isn't that a thing of mm-hmm. it's basically just a thing of arts and crafts somebody just cracked open a little box of michael's craft store i feel like is it that it, something good or bad could come out of there and it's creativity
1: is not creativity is not good or bad inherently it's like is, is being smart good or bad i mean it's good for you but if everybody was smarter, would the world be a better place?
0: No. If everybody was, nobody would be driving a Corvette either, I'll tell you that.
1: <laughs> if everybody was more creative, would the world be a better place?
0: Yeah, I bet. Maybe. But then it might become that some, everybody's trying to out-create, like, out-creative each other at such a level where it's just getting ridiculous.
1: As well as, you know, you'd have all the serial killers be that much more creative. You'd have all the... People being that more creative on how to screw you over in business deals.
0: Oh, that'd be the worst. We can't handle it anymore out here.
1: I mean, the studio executives would be that much more creative, and well, you can assign the rights for this. I mean, you have to think of it all those layers. Well, if everybody just becomes more creative, I mean, that means the bad people do too. And and it's is that good? Is it bad? I mean, some of it's how we choose to use our creativity, and you know, in this practical way. I mean like what we almost started with, of you wanting to use your creativity to make people happy, make them feel better. Yeah. I mean, that's a wonderful, positive thing. There's other people out there who aren't going to be thinking that.
0: Yeah, that's the dark arts. That's what we go and fight yeah. all the time. It's, uh, yeah, sometimes it's like, and then when things become more of a business too, it gets less. Yeah. It's still the same, but it just gets, I don't know, it gets a little different, you know? But that's okay. It just I think some of it sometimes is a level of correction and stuff like that. But um, yeah, when money gets involved in creativity, yeah. then what happens?
1: It impacts why you're being creative sometimes. And that's the scary part. Yeah. I mean, because so many of us are creative because we love it. And there's other reasons. But yeah, once money starts playing, you know, and again, not that money's bad. Money's no, great.
0: Money's great. I mean, I'm in favor of money. They keep you warm in the winter and cool in the summer. That's what they say but yeah you're on the audience but that struggle there's some value there's some you just have so many more paints in your in your Sherwin-Williams when you got that struggle going you know when you have some when you can find that motivation but like you're saying like that balance you know yeah we're gonna work on keeping the balance and Dr. Kaufman we'd love to have you back I would
1: love to come back
0: awesome thank you so much for coming
1: you bet thank you for having me
0: yeah now I'm just floating on the breeze
2: and I feel I'm falling like these. I must be Cornerstone Oh But when I reach that ground I'll share this peace of mind I found I can feel it In my bones But it's gonna Take A little time For me to Set that parking brake And let myself Unwind Shine.